Hi, this is Elise Aaron, and you're listening to What's Going On, Dre? What's up, man? What are you at? What are you doing? What you up to? What's shaking? How you now? Welcome to What's Going On, Dre. This week, I've got my good friend, Elise Aaron. What's up, Elise? What's up? How's it going? Friggin' fantastic. Good to see you. Yeah, you too. It's been too long. It's been longer than usual, I think, for us. I'm going to see you next weekend, so. Yes, stoked for that. ECMA, let's have some freaking fun. Get to work and have yes. fun. Yes, basically that's our lives, work and fun. But you've been, you've been busy. Uh, I have been. I have been very busy. You're full-time with music. Just, well, yeah, sort of, yes and no. Like, I still yep. work for CB Mike. That's so music, though? It, yes, so music-related yeah, jobs, yes. Exactly, yes. yeah. Like, your, your career path is in the music industry, and you've got yourself a job in it, and you also do your, your performing. It's, it's where you want to be, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you just released a new album? I did. Are you Can't believe it. Absolutely stoked. How was it letting this baby out into the world? It, it's been awesome. I w- I've been looking forward to it and dreaming about it and working towards it for a long time. I think mm-hmm. there were a lot of, of little like um, horizontal steps yeah. on the way here. Um, so I was really ready for it. Um, and I mean, the feedback has been great. Like it's it's we're still kind of in the thick of it right now. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't I don't think I could be happier, you know, with how things went, c- went considering how much of this work I did by myself, you know what that's like? It's exactly. Like, it's like rolling a snowball uphill. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a great way to look at it. But I think yeah. your preparation for this is something admirable that a lot of people can look at towards building off of and building on success because you work so hard at it and you your trajectory is just, boom, you're just on the way up. You know what I mean? It's something that's... Oh, is that uh, how it looks from the outside? That's yeah. cool. Um, no, <laughs> you're doing fantastic. And uh, I was chatting with some friends the other day, actually with Leah of Sweet Serene, saying how great your your social media presence is and letting people inside your world. And me and Steve from Sloco were actually just talking about this, is the authenticity and the market, knowing your market. If people know you, they'll want to support you more and they want to know who you are as a person and what makes you click, how to relate to these songs. And your new album has very re- relatable music. It's it's from the heart. It's not just songs you're writing out of, you know, just imaginary stuff. It's experiences you've went through. And that's yeah. that's one of my favorite things about the artistry is talking about experience. It's like it's your own journal. Yeah, for the whole world to read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I like what you say about um, letting people into your world because it's not that easy. No. Um, lots of times I say something or I put something out there on social media and I've gone through both sides of that. I've seen myself pull back and say, you know, erase something or change my yeah. mind on a post I was going to make or put it out there and then kind of sit back and sweat on it a little bit and think, how is this going to be received? But right. I mean, what I've found since the beginning is, you know, just because of the nature of my story and how things unfolded for me, like what it truly has been for me from the beginning was one-on-one relationships mm-hmm. with people. So I'm, I'm just trying to expand that to my, to my social media and to the network as it grows. It's, it's, it can be tough, 
Um, not everybody likes it, (laughs) but I, I'm just kind of trying to continue to do what worked for me from the beginning and, and it feels right and it feels real and it feels like it's working. And that's huge that what you said, not everybody is going to like it. And I think that's us as musicians have to realize that we got to know our market and know who's going to support you and find those people. And once you get that out of your head, that not everybody's going to like what you do. The day-to-day creating stuff gets so much easier, and you write yeah. what you want to write. You share what you want to share. It's like, I'm not trying to impress Bob from Cape Jack. I'm not trying to pop. You know what I mean? It's like, here's me. I'm not hiding anything. You're going to like it or you're going to hate it. Move on. And the Right, pe- and the- it's okay either way. Yeah, exactly. And all you need is one person to say, oh, my God, I heard this song, and it reminded me of this story of my own. Exactly. I'm like, Pfft. This is why I do things. <laughs> Mic drop, like that's it. Like I, and I mean, that doesn't mean that when someone says something negative, it doesn't like sting a little bit, and you're not like, eh. yeah. I wish everybody liked it. It's just not reality, and no. I think you can just kind of let yourself be, you know, cranky about it for a few minutes, and then it's like, well, you know what? I turned someone else's day completely around. So screw that guy. Exactly, and that's in the music industry. You got to have that kind of mindset. It's one thousand no's before you get one yes. And for for us, that's that's the reality. And no matter how long you've been playing, you're still gonna get those no's. You're gonna get those no email back, no response. And <laughs> I was uh, total I was, ghosted, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So I was, you know, I've been chatting with some agents over the years, and one thing I got from me is like he's persistent, but he's friendly, and I admire that. So I'm like, good. You're not. I'm not being annoying, and. I was always thinking like, okay, am I being too annoying by following up? And it took me no. a long time to realize that following up is like, okay, that's not a bad thing. People need no, to be reminded. No, because most people are just too busy and maybe they did care about you, yeah. but they just Have got so much wrapped up plate. in their day to day. Yeah. And hey, I come from a sales background. You know, Before I was pursuing music, yeah. I was working in sales and I don't know if everybody knows my story that may be listening, but I was yeah, an engineer. Let's, let's share it. I worked in pulp and paper, but a huge a huge chunk of that, more of uh, most of those eight to 10 years were spent in a sales role, uh, in a chemical sales role. And I learned a lot about people and how to talk to people Mm -hmm. and following up and what that means. Even for myself, when I left sales to work directly for a mill, I needed people to follow with me and I'd be like, oh my God, you know, I'm so sorry. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah. Right. Like I just got so busy and I'm a pretty organized person, but you know, it happens. But I think there is a delicate way to follow up and not be annoying yeah, or to be persistent and, and not be rude, to be friendly, like you said. Mm-hmm. And, and I think people appreciate that. And hey, if it's still a no, maybe it's a yes next year. Exactly. And now you have the relationship and they think you're cool and The whatever. conversation's open. Yeah, exactly. That's, I, that is honestly the biggest thing in the music industry is to keep the conversation open with everything. It's yeah. like ECMA next weekend. You're going there. You're going to meet up with all your old friends that you haven't seen in a while. You're going to meet new people. You're going to be chatting about future business, future work. And that's it is connecting with people afterwards. You're not just talking there. Right. I'm thinking about people who I met two ECMAs ago. There's going to be some people there that weren't in Fredericton last year, but they were on the virtual ECMA when we didn't have it. And I briefly talked to them virtually and I was in a way different place to 
years ago. Yeah, it would have been two years ago, yeah. right? 2021. Yeah. Um, and like, I can't wait to see those people and say like, hey, remember Here's we were chatting? <laughs> and now, like, now I have an album. Yeah. So I'm really excited for next weekend. That's so good that you have that product with you. And what is this? what does this mean like for your summer? What's your plans? What's on the docket for the rest of 2023 for Elise Aaron? Summer, lots of festival dates. Mm -hmm. Super excited about that. I got some real key ones, like stoked about the Jubilee. Yeah, that's going to be fun. That's a good one. Um, Nova Scotia Summerfest, a couple dates in New Brunswick. So a big goal of mine this year was to get out of province mm -hmm. once or twice. So so really excited about those two dates. Um so the summer is going to be going to be a lot of gigging with our band. I'm going to be full band for all those That's gigs. That's awesome. That must be and exciting. And I know you. I, I know we talked about that over the years. It's like it's great doing this solo duo thing, but like once you get a band, uh, all the time it's like, how do I go back to just? How do I go doing? back? And you've been through a lot with me as a, a myself with Garrett, a duo thing or yeah. a solo thing, and yeah. So so this is a big step, but we just had our release show for the album yeah, that two fantastic. weeks ago. It was. It was incredible. And now I'm just kind of building you know, off that. Exactly. So I can't wait to get back on stage. Yeah. Um, so I'm really going to dig into that this summer and, you know, really try and stay on my social media presence so that anyone who discovers me at these shows feels like they want to stick around. Right. Um, I launched a new merch line a couple weeks ago, which sold out pretty quick. So getting more merch and making sure that I can connect with people in that way at shows. Yeah. It's something I've watched you do as well, right? Yeah. Someone always buys something at your show. Yeah. You need to have a physical product. Yeah. Um, so leaning into that. And what else? Final coming this summer. Ooh, exciting. Yeah. So a lot of uh snowballing from from things that have have happened um, you know, up to this point. And then I kind of just have a an outlook on the fall and I'm mostly just dreaming after that. Yeah. But you know, writing songs already, thinking still about the next project. The next, of course you are. Like, you're always writing for the next album, right? Yeah. So looking forward to that and thinking about what that might look like and, and you know, who I, who I kind of want to bring into that and pl planning. And, and there'll probably be a little more quiet time next year as I settle down and start to bring another project forward. Exciting. And yeah. you got a full a half a year to get with the band, you know what I mean? Like just playing these gigs at these new festivals that you haven't done before and out of province, like that's that's one of the funnest things to do is to get to these new markets and you get yourself uh, yeah. a whole new fan base. That's I can't wait. <laughs> you're going to kill it. Your stage presence is undeniable. Your songs are catchy. They're well-written. So I think, like we were talking, that's a lot of relatable stuff and authentic, authentic stuff. Like there's so much that we got to just go through in music to find something that you like or something real mm -hmm. and oh yeah i think people are just ready for that again they're like ready for the authentic stuff meanwhile, i hope so well meanwhile <laughs> the world's like with this ai bullshit like fake fake songs like come on man <laughs> i don't know i i mean the point to that can only be for someone to make money because if you're an artist yeah and and that's something like you or I feel and like can't deny in your heart, you have to create. Yeah. You have to put your feelings into something tangible. And I don't think you can deny how that feels on the other side to receive it. Like I am also a huge music lover mm -hmm. and a consumer of art. And my favorite thing about any of it is the story behind it yeah. and the creator behind it. And that's just not there with AI. So I don't think that can take that away from us. Fair. 
unfortunately we're you know competing with people's attention because of that that's hard that's that's one of the hardest things in the industry this day uh like i'm still not on the tiktok train because it's too limited i like to listen to a full album (laughs) tiktok is hard Uh, i love a full album too um but we're old school like that but i've always been like that same even when i was a kid i was let me listen to the whole thing i need to get the full picture yeah Um, i think i loved that's that's your mind as a creative too it's like you've got this whole thing in your head which i've noticed in your music videos you've got the whole picture and you're good at painting what you want to portray from your thoughts and you get uh you got another music video on on the plans for this album yes actually i'm gonna do one more music video for criminal oh fun yeah um just kind of was taking a little deep breath after the album oh, release show, <laughs> um, letting my bank account take a deep breath and uh, <laughs> yep. look at getting on another another video. But um, a lot of those those videos really come to life because of the people I work with too. You know, like yep. sometimes I have a, an overarching vision and then I say it out loud, and how it's received is different than what I saw in my mind, but often so much better. Yeah. Once some people come in and say, what about this? What about cool. that? And that's, I mean, same with the album. The whole recording process was like, here are my ideas, but collaboration has been one of the most enjoyable parts of it all, too. Uh, I think that's the funnest thing about playing in a band is those collaborations. Like, I wouldn't have thought of that. But holy crap, now it's even better. Right. And you yeah. worked with Jamie Folds on this album? Yeah. How was that? Jamie was awesome. We creatively, we really clicked. Yeah. And I just knew, I, I had known I had wanted to work with him, but I used to think, ah, I think he's out of my league, which like, I don't know why we do that to ourselves because yeah. now I feel like he's one of my favorite people and I could text him right now and ask him what he thought about something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, message to anyone out there who's holding themselves back because they think, you know, <laughs> Just, hey, just put it out there. Put it out there, right. Yeah, but he he was awesome. He was, like, supportive of all my ideas, but still challenged me. Um, you know, he, he really, he brought a lot more out of me than what I went in with, which which was... That's a sign of a good producer. It, it was really cool, yeah. And I was open to it. I yeah. told him that going in, like, you know, I said, I would love for this to be a co-production love for it. you to give me your ideas. Um, and I'm not going to be, my feelings aren't going to be hurt, you yeah. know, if you tell yeah. me that something I'm doing isn't working. And he said that a lot. (laughs) And that's great. Like you got to have that, that you got to have that you're challenging yourself. And for me looking on the outside, I know that your biggest competitor is yourself. So you just want to improve. And I'm a lot of the same way. It's like, how can I be better than yesterday and collaborating with people, uh, co-songwriting. Um, yeah, just having that production in mind is like, cool so you think this would sound better let's listen to it and if it's better it's like nice i like your idea I like where you went and gave yeah. the song a little new flair that's and there were times where i had ideas where we couldn't figure out how we were going to make something work yeah. and i'd say what about this and i could tell that he was like that's not going to work and then he'd humor me yep. and he'd hear it and he'd say Damn. i love that right yeah so it was there was a lot of a lot of give and take and it was it was an incredible learning experience as much as it was, um, you know, bringing a project to life. And Yeah. And you spent how many days in the studio for this one? Um, it was it was a lot of days, but it was spread out. Like we started last summer 
um, I mean, actually, I started going in the studio with him last spring. I'd actually done a mentorship with him. Yeah. And Is that got through to experience. Mike? It was through Music Nova Scotia. Okay, cool. And I got to um, experience him doing this with other people. Amazing. Which was which was different every time. Yeah. I mean, none of those experiences were like mine. We started in the summer, but we actually didn't finish until I think it was a couple days before Christmas were my last days in the studio. So it was like three days here, two days here, you know? When did you But have, like, that kind of just depended on, sorry, go ahead. Availability. No, no, no. Like when did you have Yeah, exactly. And availability of the players. And so like I didn't, okay, my deadline was obviously like- Last year. Two months from now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I realized you just, that's hard to do. I, I put a really tight timeline on myself for things, like unrealistically tight. When I look back, yeah. Yeah, you feel me? <laughs> yeah. Um, like thinking about the next project, I'm going to give myself so much more time. Yeah. Because I did everything as I went. Like we finished Under My Skin, I put Under My Skin out. Yeah. And like didn't we even didn't have even have vocals recorded on some of the other songs because I was just yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. want this to be out. I need this product out. And I mean, I don't regret that. I think I did need that product out. Yeah. Um, but next time I'm going to give it a little more space for the project to breathe and I would love to do it more immersive. I'd love to say like, okay, how long are we going into the studio every day for the next X Week. number of weeks? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I think you, I would, I don't know. There's, there's pros and cons, right? Like sometimes yeah. I'd walk away and the time would be productive Yeah. and I'd come back and say, okay, I thought about this and Can we change I'm not this? into it. Or I thought yeah. about this and I love it. But then on the other hand, sometimes I'd walk away and I'd be like, I'm sick of this song. <laughs> <laughs> right. And people don't realize how many times we've heard these songs as creators. It's like, I've listened to this so a million times. I hate this song now. Yeah. And that's got to be something when you're selecting a single, it's like, you're sick of the song, but you got to pick your best songs, right? And even though you've heard this a thousand times, the listeners haven't heard it. And it's so, you're always flim flamming between tracks. It's like, oh, this should be the single because I'm bored of this one. Well, you're mm -hmm. bored because you've played it a thousand times. And right. I, I have a hard time with that myself. I'm like, oh, let's pick this one instead. But I think stick. Yeah, this your... one's fresh. <laughs> yeah. like, no one's heard right. any of them. <laughs> the, the fresh yeah. thing is like, that's you finishing your video right away. It's like, okay, th that was good to get that done. And I like that attack because you're not straying away from something. You're going all the way in with one thing. And yeah. in the industry, people love that. It's, it's you know what I mean? The all in the chips are all in the middle we're going for it yeah i can get really excited like you probably feel the same way like just almost obsessive about 100%. projects yep. get involved and it's like all i can think about and all i can talk about <laughs> and there's pros and cons to that too stuff yeah. gets done but then sometimes you're like oh you know if i had just taken a second maybe i would have seen how this could have been easier or yeah but you... or maybe the maybe the answer would have came to me if i stepped away for a day it's it's but, a hard thing to do though, especially when you're really so hard. passionate about it and you're so. Yeah. I I don't know. I've, it's a it's a musician's thing because we're so there's not a lot of money in this game. No. At this level, especially, it's <laughs> like, guys, we're putting out more money than we're making, but there is something down the line if we continue to do this that is going to be worth it. And I think uh, I think that's the main goal is to become fully financially stable while being in the music industry. And oh, having, uh, yeah. Like you, you're working with CB Mike. You have yeah. your another uh, revenue stream. 
myself. Also, I've been full time. No, not huge, <laughs> but you have something else, right? It's, it's like it's something, yeah. But that gives you more time throughout the day to obsess over this stuff that you're working on to right. visualize like for graphics, for doing your website, for doing everything else. It's like to have your own creative image on it for me is huge. And mm-hmm. you know exactly what you want. And it it comes out in a product when you see the artists putting so much work behind it. It's really authentic. I love that. Yeah, it's. I think. Are you? Can I ask you questions? You're interviewing me, but let's, let's go for it. Are you? There's like, no, are you full time no music now? Or are you still? Yeah, you so still I've been on... full time since June. Wow, uh, it's, it's been scary. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, so I'm looking at different revenue streams as well. Um, f- like we're releasing an album in july so i'm hoping to get more into the sync stuff there um mm, yeah also Great idea. we have a big catalog too so yes we got like you're a good candidate for that like 30 it'll be 30 some tracks released by the end of this album yeah and i'm booking a venue in halifax so i'll do like the graphics for them book this weekend so there's another point of revenue i do some graphic nice. design so it's it's literally just all these little trickling things that come in yeah, that, that help you sustain and be more creative. As I was, and any good business person will say that. Yeah, multiple revenue streams often as many as you can have to be passive is great. Well, that's the hardest part is trying to get the funding for it. And yeah, the, the sucky thing about it all is you aren't going to have an easy task getting funding until you have something worth getting funded for, like uh, like a charting song or. Um, you know, I mean, these credentials, like winning a contest, all this stuff. Right. And then the people start seeing it. So this is like the point where I'm at in my career where it's like, I've got some of these credentials. Um, now grants are going to be a little easier to get, but I, me and the band had to spend so much money on people to work with and for us just to get there because we believed in ourselves. Right. And that, that whole thing comes back to it where it's like, you have to want this, it's not a joke. It's not for the week. It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's peaks and valleys. It's, it's exhausting, but it's so rewarding. It is. And if the ultimate goal is to get to do this and fi- be you full, know, financially stable, yeah. how lucky are we to get to do it and still be able to, to get by? You know, like, right. to, like I still get to wake up and do this every day, which is to me like – before this, I was working a job where I had a great income, but I was just Miserable. so depressed. Yeah. I, yeah. And I knew, I knew that it was like life was just never about material things and money for me. And if that Same. is what it's about for <laughs> someone that's totally okay, yeah. like everyone just kind of has their own thing. I just knew that for me, I wasn't happy. And mm-hmm. the more money I made, the more money I spent. I don't know where I spent it. Yeah. I needed, needed something. Yeah. Always. Um, and now, like, if you have less money, you just find a way to live on less money. But I'm so happy because I'm doing the things I want to do. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, obviously it would be, it would be nice to not be like worrying about, you know, okay. Cause now it's like, how am I going to get money to do another album? <laughs> 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 It'd be nice if that money was just coming in off royalties for my last album, yep. but one day that no honestly that's the thing that's for your next grant is working on the sinks and the placements finding those people to work with that can turn your songs into money yeah and the songs are there it's literally just spending your time that you have now available because you're full-time with music 
going to meet these people or setting off these uh, emails to find these people that will help you get these further revenue streams. And it's so important to have that in mind. We can't just look at um, performing live as your sole income as a musician. And right. for yeah. my band, for the longest time, that's all we looked at. And yeah. now, now that I realize, like, okay, we can make money in different ways. We got to be smarter about this, but we got to open up our band to a few more outside ears and eyes to help us. Because I've got all these, all these ideas, all this stuff I want to do. Put it in the other hands and focus on your craft a little bit more, and let other people worry about that or take care of that kind of thing. That's really smart. It's, Super smart. It's it's such a tough industry, and there's never a right or wrong answer. But I've been I've been playing for so long that I'm like, what works, what hasn't worked. It's a matter right. of knowing what has worked slightly and building on it. And it's the same thing every day is just improving that a little bit better. I was so close this time. I know I can get it next time. Yeah, but that's awesome because I think a lot of people would have would quit. You know what I mean? Right. A lot of people get to that point and just think, okay, like. Oh, um, this age or whatever, like, well, it's funny, but the age, a lot of people decide they're going to quit was the age I got started. So it's like, I'm extra nuts, but <laughs> no, there's <laughs> but something I think to be power said about to that. you for taking a step back and saying, okay, let's just refocus. Re-evalu- yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then, and then how can we move forward and, and how find a way this? to still do the things we love, but, but be supported and not be stressed out and yeah. broke and, you know. <laughs> yeah. How can we live <laughs> off this? I like how yeah. you said that you you kind of started as people back out went along. yeah but this is also the age where people are taken seriously cuz yeah. you've been Good through point. your life experiences and for me um just knowing bands that I I'm inspired by or bands I've listened to over the years it's usually they're when they're in you know like past their 20s they're they're through all their bullshit and they're ready. They're so know what their vision is. They're just laser beams for focus. And that's when people want to work with them. It's like, this person knows what they want, plus they have a good show. I bet you that's when some of those bands started to become the most successful. Maybe who who are some of these bands you're talking about that like? So it, w- it would have been Tom Petty be his third album. One of my favorites. Like he would have been maybe 30. Yeah. Uh, I was listening to a podcast the other day. About uh, Semisonic, so they did Closing Time. Yeah. And the funny thing about that song, that was their only hit, but the singer, uh, Dan something or other, he is still full-time with music because he writes for other people. He wrote Adele's Hello. Um, He wrote, like, I think it was like five number one hits over his time. But yeah, his songwriting career is crazy. I can't, I can't, I wanted, I was going to say Dan Wilson. I can't yeah, remember that sounds right. Follow him on Instagram. Is it? Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's a pretty cool person. Like, it's just stuff like that when you hear these stories. And the funny thing is, when they were trying to select their songs, The Closing Time was not their first single. And it was like, his girlfriend at the time, she's like, Closing Time is the hit. It's for, what did they say it was? Uh, It's a rugby term. It's for the something or other. Like, for the bar goers, basically, is what it was for. And he's like, yeah we wanted a more intelligent song. That's how they kind of yeah. talk the <laughs> yeah. narrative. And he's like, no, this is who we're playing for. These are the people that are passionate. They're the real people that connect with this song. I'm like, got yeah, Noted. The connection part, again, wins. And that's right. that's why these kind of uh, artists work out. It's like, okay, they know their market. They know 
who they're trying to connect with. He was probably, what, close to 30 when he wrote that song. So it was like, all right, he's been through the experiences and had that outside eye, which is his girlfriend at the time, which is funny. But she's the one that ultimately led to, okay, you just got a number one hit. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then the rest is history. The rest is history with them. There's so much happening behind the scenes in those other revenue streams. Like songwriting is, if you can get a few... If you can get a few good ones behind you and you can team up with the right people, like songwriting can be an incredibly lucrative career. Yeah, I was uh, chatting with Steve McDougal and that's what his part of his other revenue stream is. He writes for people in Nashville. That's yeah, something I'd love to get into as well. Like I've got He's your man for sure if you've got questions Steve's about great. that. Is yeah. this something you've been uh, wanting to check out writing for other people as well? Yes and no. Like, are there songs that I love at least writing. I scrapped that? Like, <laughs> uh, this is not me fully, but I like the song. I thought about that. I think I still have a lot to do on my own before yep. I consider that. I still have a lot of stories I want to tell and things out. that I want to write. Yeah. Um, I love to find someone who wanted to to write with me. I've tried a little, dabbled in co-writing a little bit, but yep. what I would really love is to have my co-writing partner. Got you. Um, like, who's the person that, you know, because I find it's um, it's a very vulnerable thing to do. Yeah. To write with somebody else. It and is. I mean, Garrett and I write a lot together. It's more of um, him on music and, and me on lyrics. Yeah. 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 Um, but I can be so self-critical yeah. with my lyrics. Um, it, it would be awesome to just have someone who I felt that I could kind of build that relationship with and you know, they were my person. Like I think about Tom Petty and Mike Campbell, right? Like Bernie Toofin and Elton John. Like, yeah, I know these are some incredible duos I'm talking about. But just I, I think, I think from like a a, a writing or co writing standpoint, for me, that would be the dream to have that person who is like my co writing partner. Yeah. Um, and if some of those songs end up being for someone else, cool. But. I don't think I'm there yet. I think now I'm still sifting through like what of these songs are telling my story and I've still got so many stories to tell. And I have such a deep desire to connect through those songs with people. And I guess I'm not thinking too much about what someone else would do with a song I wrote now because I'm just still thinking about that's your song. I'm still I'm still here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's your that's your baby. And yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I don't not think about it. Lots of times more so for a, for a source of income, I, I think, is it something I should consider? Because I think it'd be good at it. Yeah. Um, lots of times I write something, I think that'd be, that'd be good great for, for country. That'd be good for country radio, but that's right. not who I am. No, you know, yeah. like I would never say this, but somebody would. No, and... that's, that's, that's the hardest part about it all is just, I guess, stepping away from your own self and your own yeah. wants and needs to do that's that. a good point so i think i'm still too connected to my own Vision wants and, and needs yeah. and my own kind of yeah my own uh my own who i am as an artist and to you're, be able you're to... such in the thick of things right now like you just released your first full length and you're like you're ready to take on this year and then plan for the next you've got yeah the band in tow now like things are exciting they're ready to blow up you know what i mean it's like you're at the top of your game you're you're just ready to show new people what's up. Like you're so yeah. focused and coming off that last release show, you're like, here's what you can get. Now watch what I'm doing, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it, it's got to be like that. It's It's got to have a little bit of swagger. It's the confidence. And in 
in all of it, it's the vulnerability within the confidence that makes the connection that much better. It's like, here I am, and I'm going to show you a good time, but you're going to like because you've been fucking hurt too. You've been put down. You've been, you know, we're all humans. We've all went through the same or similar stuff, and to find a way to connect to that, and for someone putting that up on the stage and being so confident about it, like being there and putting portraying it in that way is it's inspiring for people that are coming up watching it. It's like who's doing this the best? That's what I look at. Like when I'm, I'm also like when I'm an old guy, I'm gonna be an A and R guy because I'm going to find the bands that make me be like, okay, these guys are great. Um, so that'd be one thing. It's like looking at you, watching you perform. There's a band that I'd have if I had a, <laughs> if I had a label, I'd be like, yeah, I'm coming to sign you. You know what I mean? It's finding. Can those... you tell everyone that at ACMA next week? <laughs> Deal. Deal. Have you met Elise? <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the whole thing. Is it starts with a good song, but it's so much more than that. It's the stage show. It's how you're so portraying yourself. Song. Yeah. And it it all comes down to how how it began and what is the story that you want to tell everybody. It's so it's so crucial to have that whole package. It's not like it used to be in the eighties when you're Guns and Roses and are just rock and roll as fuck and drinking and partying and here's a million dollars to go record your song. We'll make sure you're huge kind of thing. Like, Those were the days. <laughs> it's, it's a different time right now. It is a different time. And I mean, I, I equal parts like resent and embrace that because, you know, if it, I just, I watched Daisy Jones and the six, like everyone's so, kind of watching it now, but I read the book a year ago, so yeah. I could not wait for the show to Check come out. out. Yeah. And I was just kind of like depressed that it wasn't 1968 and that I wasn't, you know, just joining this band in my bell bottoms. But (laughs) at the same time, I was like, well, let's say it was 19, late 60s, 70s, and I'm born in Nova Scotia. And I feel like I have to go to university and I don't feel like I can pursue this frivolous creative pursuit. (laughs) you know, maybe I wouldn't have had the opportunity to change my mind late twenties and dive into music. Like I got to do that because of the internet and because of streaming and because of logic. And it's, it's a love hate. Like now I kind of wish someone would just come around and be like, Hey, we believe in you. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I get it. Right. There's so many, (laughs) it's, it's so, it just is what it is. And I try to just, embrace what is yeah and it's roll with it uh, you gotta roll with the punches no matter what you're doing but i mean if you want to be depressed about the music industry go watch daisy jones and the six really yeah (laughs) oh it's just oh the best part just amazing is it it's just a dream like i just wanted it to be my life (laughs) i uh i tend to do that i watch uh, almost famous quite frequently and i'm like oh this is just Give me this. Hop on a tour That's bus. That's like all I go. watch music documentaries. Same. All I read is Same. music autobiographies and biographies. And That's, yeah, I don't read normal books. I'm autobiographies no. and music podcasts because I'm just like a sponge. I'm like, how can I improve? What pedal is he using? Um, yeah. How's this going to be how- better? What can I do to? What can I do to succeed, man? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, another one. If you want to feel really good about your trajectory margot price's memoir was incredible like she was in her 30s before she got her shit together and like now she just had that number one record and she's just had her 40th birthday 
Oh, that's super cool. So like, it's just a really inspiring story. She's an incredible person, like a force of nature. And I'm like, okay, so dig it. You know, yeah. Just, just like gives you a little peace of mind that there's no timeline on your dreams. I love that. If you're if you're willing to put the work to, in to and- work for it, and and from her side, like she kind of was all over the place for the first little bit. She wasn't serious. She was she was serious about her art, but she wasn't serious about making it a business. Yeah. Um, and you know, once she decided, okay, I'm figuring it out. I'm going to quit drinking. I'm going to make this record. I'm going to get someone to put it out there and I'm going to figure out like who I am, what's my story to tell and what's my sound. Because mm-hmm. prior to that, she was just kind of throwing everything throwing spaghetti at the wall, you know? Yeah. yeah. But, um, now she's got this story. That's the other thing. Like That's had she, it. had she not had all this crazy winding road of a, of a, of a path to get here, like. Her story wouldn't be so good. Well, that's what people buy. That's what people are buying now. They buy a person, man. They're like, okay, Mm -hmm. this person has been through so much and they've done a lot of different things. And now it's exciting. You don't want to hear about a band that just got big from nothing, from money. It's like, what the hell were you through? And I know. Yeah, especially today, especially because now I think people's stories, uh, they're out there. It's just a different time, right? Like, uh, another like I guess accessible. pro of the internet yeah it's yep. like people are talking about things that we didn't once talk about and there's so much more of a sense of a global community it's like it's not just me everyone's gone through ABC yeah and th- those are the kind of things we're searching for now like yeah music makes you feel good and 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 music's you know we like to dance or we like music to drive to in our car but I want to know who's behind that song. And exactly. if I connect to the song, like the first thing I do is go see who is this artist. And I want to know everything about them. Yeah. And it's accessible. Yep. And so that's why like, I only got, honestly, I only got into podcasts once I got sober. Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like I was, I was always just like listening to more music, trying to get into that. But now I'm like, I'm taking that step back. Like you said, is just trying to analyze how can I make this work? I'm like, I've been going mm. just, Try and run down a dream so long that it's like so close so many times. Like, okay, now I know this can be done. Let's step back. Let's figure out what worked and what didn't. And yeah. And what are other people doing? That's such a, I love podcasts for that reason too. Yeah. Like what, what is so-and-so doing? And like I was listening to Rick Rubin oh, the yeah, other day. So good. He's being interviewed by Dak Shepard, but he also has his own podcast. Yeah. I watched or I listened to the one with uh, Chili Peppers when he did all those episodes. Oh, so I think, just he! I just bought his book last night because now I'm like, oh, you're on this big book. Well, that's like, not a listen, bad. I, that's not a bad thing to get down. I go deep when I want to know about stuff, but just, just the things he would say. You know, he's really big on following your unique creative path, and he doesn't try what and, makes. Yeah, he, he's just such a cool dude, and it it just gives me a lot of confidence to okay, you know, don't erase that line. Like you wrote something down, it this lyric felt like something. Then you're like, what are people going to think when they hear that? Like, yes. you felt something, leave it, move on. Okay, yep. now we're at the next verse. Like, just licensing to, you know, be your creative self. But then, I mean, so much business knowledge out there too. I was listening to a sync podcast on my run this morning. Oh, sick. Now, and I'm not even like, not really thinking about sync right now, but I was like, you know. Now you're thinking about it. <laughs> all, my, all my downloads are, I don't have anything new downloaded and I need a downloaded thing because... I'm um, oh. cheap on my on my data these days. <laughs> I uh, I've got like thirty gigs. Uh, oh my god! Yes, I've been on the road like the yellow line the last little bit, and I'm always just like, if I need something quick, I'm not waiting. 
Sometimes you're at a no. spot and the internet sucks. So yeah. Like, I just need this or I need to download something. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, not putting an option on that. But my phone bill is also $150 a month, like an idiot. But if it's an investment, if yeah. that's like a business, you know, like it is what it is. Yeah. I, I, uh, I ended up spending 35 extra dollars for two gigs last month. That no. wasn't very smart. Was that because you were listening to podcasts? <laughs> it's because it was hot spotting oh. while I was driving. Yeah. Oh, got ya. What Oops. what has been your uh what's what's your playlist of late? Like who are you listening to besides just podcasts? What has been your album? Musically. You, you okay. do the whole album thing, but obviously there's there's tunes that you're like, okay, what's my jam? So anybody that knows me well knows I'm a huge Maggie Rogers fan. Huge. Yeah. Are you going she to see put her, out her new album? Oh my god. Okay. I don't want to talk about it. No. <laughs> because I'm also a huge Chris Stapleton fan, and I already had tickets to go Before to Cavendish. Before announced. Yes. And then yeah. I was so upset. And then I was like, how can I go to both? Like, it just can't. It cannot yeah, afford feasible. to do two weekends in PEI. But I'm excited to see Chris Stapleton the weekend before. And when I really thought about it, that's probably not how I want to see Maggie Rogers anyway. Yeah. You want to love to see her at, at the her Ryman show or something. Yes. At yeah. her show in a full set where like, yeah. So anyway, I've been listening to surrender a ton and I still listen to her in the past life all the time. Yeah. Um, she's one of my all time favorites, but loved the record from Daisy Jones and the six. Yep. Um, it kind of sounds like it could be from, it was supposed to sound like it could be from the seventies, you know, of course. Yeah. So it's like Fleetwood Mackie. Oh, Oh, I should really look into that. I can't believe I didn't go down that Come rabbit on, hole yet. Come on, there's, there's your next album. I'm oh, all... my God. I'm going to get nothing done for the rest of the day. That's all right. You're, you're preparing for your next re- release or your your future, your, yeah. your business planning. I also have been on a Janis Joplin kick lately. Why not, right? I know. Got them old cosmic blues. So it just good. hit me the right way one day, and I was like, I'm into it. So, oh. <laughs> so I've been listening to a lot of that. Um, it's kind of all over the place. Like I got Marcus King here, Sam Fender, big Sam Fender cool. fan. Love him. Kelly McMichael. She's from Newfoundland. Okay. She's, and have you listened to her? She's no. kind of, I say she's indie pop, but yeah. her music is really strong. Is it like, who she would was, you uh, compare her to? Um, She's got a little bit of uh, she's got a little bit of a Maggie Rogers kind of thing in her. A little okay, little cool. less pop. Maggie's a little more dance pop. She's yeah. more like a little more laid indie back. Indie pop. Yeah, definitely yeah. more indie. I can't even think of who I would yeah. c- compare off the top of my head, but but like the production and the arrangement is really strong and cool. She was shortlisted for a Polaris Prize oh, this year. Snap. That's I'll have to I'll have Good to dig into the album. Yeah, check is that there out. Anything on your list that you're listening to now that's a guilty pleasure? Or do you not have guilty <laughs> mm. pleasures and you br- embrace I, it all? I embrace it all. Um What's what's one that at least it doesn't uh would wouldn't be your regular run of the mill tune that's on your playlist that's like this is my jam. It could be really bad I, lyrically, it could be like an LMFAO song. Okay, I'm going through my um my like songs here as we speak. So like I kind of was listening to a bunch of Pink again, She's so and good. P- 
pink is good and nothing against pink, but as she had done that collab with Chris Stapleton, I checked it out and then I started listening to her old discography and I was like, oh my God, just like a pill was like my jam when I was in like grade eight. And then I kind of went down like a 2000s (laughs) rabbit hole of pink. And I was like, okay, lyrically, a little cheesy. Yeah. Still is today, but like she's just got so much attitude. And yeah, she's just been kind of fueling my my attitude fire. Yeah, she's like the, uh, she is that, the attitude, the pizzazz, the whole. uh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But she's also. Just an incredible vocalist, and she is. her documentary was her awesome. story's sick. Yeah, I seen that on Amazon. I watched it, bringing her kids on yeah. the road. And... So I probably wouldn't listen to that music regularly. Like regularly. if you came into my house or my car, it would it would never be on. And maybe I'd maybe it's a little bit of a guilty pleasure, but but yeah. mad respect for Pink. Uh, Butch produced like a couple of her tunes, and really? Butch Walker. Yeah, they're really oh. good friends, and they did cool. a song together. I'll send you the song after this. Um, but he speaks highly of her, and I actually just got tickets to go see Butch Walker in Georgia. I thought you were going to say Pink. Her show was like <laughs> next level. <laughs> I was like, what? I, well, I haven't seen a Pink show, but I would absolutely love it. I yeah. I don't know. I think that might be a guilty pleasure. If that is guilty pleasures for me too, I'm I'm a pro Pink for sure. There you go. Yeah. And I got a segment called Horror Stories, and this is <laughs> this is one that I got to uh, know which has been one of your worst moments on the road, or one of the like a mishap or something that kept happening, just a bad story from a show that you wanted to just crawl into your skin and leave, or things just couldn't work out the right way you had envisioned. <laughs> okay, so as new as I am, that's like ninety percent of our shows. <laughs> Garrett and I would walk off stage and be like, when are we going to walk off stage and feel good? When are we going to walk off stage and say, neither of us made a ridiculous mistake. Like we played Canada Day last year at Open Hearth Park here in Cape Breton, which was a a pretty big one for us. Like Crash Test Dummies were headlining. Um, There's going to be a ton of people there. I'm like, huge opportunity. We're getting a band. It was like our first show with a band Mm. that we were doing all original music. And I'm like, okay, this is it. First note, we open up the song. Garrett has his drop pedal on. I play, you know, a B and he plays a B flat. (laughs) And it was just like, (laughs) and I just shot him daggers. No. And I I was just like, and then I was just like, tried to make it light of it. it. And I was like, it's cool. It's fine. Like, keep going. But he was like shook. And we had rehearsed so many times and I was like, the drop pedal was new. And I remember saying to him in rehearsal, I'm like, don't put it on the board. That looks like it's in a scary place on your board. And he's like, no, no, I can step over it. And I was like, I just feel like, but I'm like, okay, like, you know what you're doing anyway. (laughs) That, I know (laughs) that feeling. sucked. It set the tone for the whole show. Like we just, I don't want to, we did come back from it, but it's on your mind. Like your confidence is rattled, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to shake that stuff. And uh, I was talking with my brother Travis the other day, and he shared something that it shows musician on stage, and you're all pumped up, and then after show you're in the corner. I don't, I don't know if it's every show, but it's a a lot of the shows where musicians just like you're back in the van or you're back outside, and you're just like a little shriveled raisin after being a grape, you know? Yeah. Well, it's you got the juice taken all out of you. It's like I'm empty now. It's weird. I kind of go into shock like after uh, our show the other weekend. It was just everyone wanted to say hi, and I wanted to say hi to everyone, obviously. Yeah. Um, but 
people were like, how do you feel? How do you feel? And I was like, uh, I don't know. I'm drained. Um, everything like, like, like good. Like I'm good. <laughs> um, I needed to process. I needed like yeah. a day away to be like, Step okay, back. how do I feel? How do I feel about that show? Yeah. Um, it was weird. I mean, I think that's a, just another piece of getting used to it as well. But I mean, I don't have a real like horror story of something horrible that happened on the road. Yeah. Just a lot of small mishaps at a lot of gigs yeah. until, you know, we got to where we are now. Like it doesn't really happen. Stuff like that doesn't happen so much now. Oh, I fuck up like 30 times a show. I think- oh, there's little mess ups, <laughs> but you know, we're I all think, in the same key now. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think um, that's one thing that'll never go away. You're never going to see a perfect show. And I think that's, Mm-mm. that's the fun about it all. It's like, you see someone messing up on stage, and for us, it's John will either come kick me in the ass or like we'll go hit each other with a guitar. And it's a part of the theatrics. It's like, all right, we're not, we're humans, man. We're not robots. This is hilarious. And the audience will see that. I think it's a little endearing. That. Yeah, I it's got to be. I think it's endearing. It's just human and it feels real. Right. Um, but I mean, those things I can handle. Yeah. Um, you know, when it's like somebody, yeah. <laughs> So a, it's better than it was. We've come a long way. Of course, you, <laughs> you grew uh, grew a fucking beautiful flower of an album. <laughs> a beautiful flower in front of everyone. That's another thing That's about it. Uh, blossoming in front of twenty twenty three is everything. Your whole journey is in, is on the internet yeah, now. I, like it's, that's my favorite part about it all. Honestly, yeah? I love looking back at people's like artists' Instagrams and seeing their journey. I hate going on somebody's page and seeing like five pictures because they just deleted everything. And it's like, oh, I'm a new that artist. Gives me, that gives me a little confidence Man. then. Sometimes I go back and I look at old stuff and I'm like, Eesh. but it just goes to show you, like, because you said you want to go learn about more people. See, I do that when I find a band. I'm like, I'm going to go on their page and see where the hell they were playing five years ago. And it's like, cool. They've been actually yeah. working at this. They're not just trying to put a whole new persona together. Good point. Well, I'm not going to delete anything then. Good. Keep it on there. We need to know the story. We need to know the humble If anyone wants to go see where I was. (laughs) You're in a mill. Four years ago. (laughs) Well, it starts, it it does start in Toronto while I was still working as an engineer. Um, So there's not any engineering photos or mill photos, but um, that's how far my Instagram goes back. 2019. So your, your artist career is showing... It's all there. <laughs> yeah, and that's uh, for me. That's an important thing. It's it needs to. We need to show the story, and artists have to be able to be open. And it's it's that vulnerability that makes me connected with somebody's music or somebody as a person. Like I need to know this yeah. person. So opposing this, I need to know your favorite show you've done to date. Oh. Well, it, I would say hands down that album release show two weeks ago, hands down. Amazing. But opening, we opened for Blue Rodeo last oh, September. right. And that comes pretty close. Yeah, they're neck um, and neck. Because when I, I was like the most nervous I ever felt, and when I walked on stage, it was the first time I ever had this feeling of everything washing away truly. Sick. It was like, Boom, uh, it was that. be here. It was the first time I had that feeling that was like, how can I feel like this all the time? It was like a drug. Yeah. The, it was like the endorphins else. are just there. It was crazy. And I mean, the Savoy was beautiful and it was a full house. It was just such an opportunity. It was, yeah, it was one of those moments that said, you're on the right track. Yeah. And those little reminders along the way are what keeps you going. Mm-hmm. And I think they're so important to take those and just run with them. 
and hold on to them when it gets hard. Be like, right. remember that time? Remember how good it felt? Yeah. And that's another reason why to keep your Instagram posts to look back at those fun times because it's all, it's not about the final product or what's going on. It's the journey that makes it so special. And like looking back through your album, through your planning for the release, and then when you hit that final thing, it's like, here's the show we've been working up to. It's like, look at the fucking cool journey you've made to make this show happened or tell your story and that's it, what the album's all about right that's what exactly your joy state of mind is yeah, yeah and I, I that was a it's so important for me at the first of the show i said this is a beautiful moment but it's not just about this moment it's about everything that led up to this exactly. and how awesome it feels that this is now my job yeah um and i mean what i say <laughs> Outside of that, it's all the shit you have to go through and all the work you have to do on yourself <laughs> to be able to understand that too, yeah. right? Like you got to go through some stuff and then you got to peel back layers of yourself and be like, okay, why am I holding myself back? Why did I let this thing get me down? Why does this situation keep happening over and over? Um, it's it's a deep dive into your own self. It's a deep dive and it's, it's a journey every day it's, and there is no destination for that. I love it. That's perfect. And in in closing, I need to know what one piece of advice you'd give an aspiring musician would be to hold on to or to give them something to look at building their career on. One piece of advice. Oh, I'm so on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I think this is going to come off sounding really cliche from the beginning, but you can be whatever you want to be. And I really mean that Mm -hmm. you just got to find out what makes you tick, what brings you joy, what lights you up and follow that. And sometimes I think we're trying to be something that we're maybe not authentically aligned with. And I did that for a long time. Why isn't this working? Why am I not getting further? I was on the wrong path. Um, But you can be whoever you want to be and you know, just be you. <laughs> to I'm trying. Be I'm trying. Do. I'm trying to sum this up of what I want to mean. Like there was yeah. a time when I didn't think I could be who I am right now. I love. That. I just didn't think it was possible. Yeah. And and I needed to expand my mind. I needed to just start doing it and start moving forward. And like I say, peeling back the layers and having experiences and seeing what other people were doing and continuing to expand my own mind. Yeah. And when I look back, I think, God, like if that younger than 28 knew where I am now, like there would just have been, I would have had so much more peace. And I guess I just would love to be able to give that peace to someone like whatever you want, you can be just because you want it. Does that make sense? That makes a hundred percent sense. And I love it. I think it all comes with understanding yourself. And like you're saying that finding your joy state of mind and peeling back the layers of what has hurt you over the years, what has made you tick. That's so important. It's like, why am I feeling this way? Why Why are things not clicking? It's because you're putting, I don't know, you're putting a restraint on yourself. And once you get rid of that, that's it. There, you're yeah. you and you're authentically you. You're 100% Elise. You're, this is me, you know? You're, you're radiating confidence and it shows. And I'm excited for your summer. What's up next for you? This album is fantastic. You're up for big things, my friend. I hope you're right. Uh, I, I've only been wrong once. Oh. <laughs> so I'll well, just we won't talk that. about that. No. <laughs> well, I'll let you get to your day. Thanks for coming on the show. All right. Thanks. Bye.
Big thanks to Elise for hopping on to chat on. What's going on, Drake? I'm off to uh, do some ECMA festivities. I'm at the Marquee this evening and at the Halifax Marriott Harbourfront on Saturday. Time to go enjoy myself. Have a great weekend, friends.